Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, those of you in the house, you're going to have to, you know, talk to me today. Um, and for those of you joining us online, it's such an amazing experience to be able to talk to you today. Um, before we start, let's just say a quick word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we just come before you this evening. We look to you only for guidance, for wisdom, for a word of truth, for a word that brings life to us today. Father, I ask that as I speak, it will be you speaking through me, and everything that comes for today will be to the benefit of each and every person listening in Jesus' name. Father, I ask that you will till the hearts that are hearing this, now or in the future, that as this word gets heard, it will sow a seed that will take root in the hearts, and the purpose for which this seed is sown will come to fruition in each life, O oh God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, today we're going to be talking about um, a topic that you all know, and Olufe and Mez did a great job of explaining it. Um, the topic is leaving a footprint. Um, my computer just turned off, so I'm going to turn it back on and get my notes back. So that's the only reason why I keep looking down. But while I get it um, put back up, let me just say thank you for the opportunity to be able to speak to you. And thank you to the pastors of the church for allowing us to be able to do this. You know, it's not every day you have the opportunity to be able to minister on a level where, as many of us know, it's young people and the world it's a little different from us for us these days than most people can recognize. Um, so we're going to be tackling the topic of leaving a footprint. Leaving a footprint, what comes to mind? I think for me, the more I researched and the more I looked around, I found that for most people, like Mez and Olufes said earlier, leaving a footprint is something that everybody kind of desires, they're pushing towards, right? Um, it's not just Christians, it's not just, it's everyone. Everyone desires to leave something behind. Everyone desires to have something about them that people remember them for. If we look at our typical lives today, what are people doing? Like you have politicians, kings, or in the past, history, all these things. They did those things for a reason, right? Human beings, we have this desire to be remembered for something, to be to be noted, to feel worthy. And sort of in a way, leaving a footprint is one of those things. You know, you want to give a legacy even when you're no longer here, right? So living a footprint, and most people would describe this as living a good legacy for, you know, whoever's coming after you, whether it's, um, in finances, you leave inheritance for your children, or you leave them a legacy of teaching or something like that. But today, we're going to take a unique approach to this. And this is just in my understanding and what God has began to show me about living a footprint, right? And so, what I'm going to start is saying this statement, right? Everybody wants to live a legacy, right? They want to have a place in the history books of the world. But the legacy that we should be concerned about is not what people will think about us when we're gone or whether we'll have a place in history. 
but rather we should want to leave a legacy that is designed and orchestrated by God right living a life that will inspire others that will encourage and motivate others to live godly lives and let me go back just a few on that statement it is rather than wanting to leave a footprint or a place in history in the books of men there is one legacy that we all should pursue which is this live a legacy that is designed i emphasize the word designed and orchestrated by god by god right and this life the reason why we do this the primary purpose of wanting to live a footprint like for people it's different right but i want us to to think about this reason what our primary purpose should be our primary purpose for living a footprint should be to please our lord and savior jesus christ to hear him say well done good and faithful servant it's not oh yeah so that my kids could say oh dad was a great guy or so that your great grandchildren down the line will be so proud to have your last name but rather it is so that when we are approached we can hear that statement that says well done good and faithful servant if you and i don't think about this life that we're living and the footprint we're living right because everybody thinks you only live a footprint when it matters like the good things but there was an image that i think or put up and you must have seen it but everybody has a footprint is that safe to say that everybody has a footprint it doesn't matter whether you're a big guy or a small guy or a woman or anything if you go outside and you step in something you will leave a footprint so why is it so elusive and is it something that's so big it's because we we think that life's footprint is only things that are grand in like oh this guy um like people like martin luther king we think that's what a footprint is but i'm here to tell you that literally every step you take leaves a footprint every step you take leaves a footprint you have to write that down and you have to keep that for yourself every step you take leaves a footprint and the truth is you keep taking steps till the day you die you will keep taking steps till the day you die now leaving a footprint right is being able to take account of one's life right in a way that every step you take is designed and orchestrated by God right so we're going to deal with a few concepts and we're going to deal with a few things going through scriptures and I'll be saying some statements that I want you to write down and um I won't take too much of your time this is a quick quick one but living a footprint if i say every step we take leaves a footprint then it becomes such it becomes an everybody issue not just a few people not just some people that feel like oh i have leadership skills or i got a's in school all the time so um i could i could do something it's actually for everybody but the first step and i want you to write this down is what camp 
are you in? Right? Why am I starting here? This life that we all know, we must recognize it for what it is. The reality of it is that, which is this, there's two sides to this life. There's God and then there's the enemy. There's no in-between, literally. There's no in-between. There's God and there's the enemy. There's light and there's darkness. You know, there's the Holy Spirit and there's your flesh. It's, it's very black and white, these things. But the first step into leaving the right footprint is to ask yourself this question. What camp am I in? Right? See, there's a statement that, that in studying God said to me and he said a kingdom is known by its sphere of influence all right why is this important because there are two kingdoms in the world as we know it the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness the first step in leaving the right footprint is to recognize what kingdom am i exactly in right being aware that this life has those parameters you're either on god's side or you're not you're either in the kingdom of God or you're in the kingdom of darkness. The first step is recognizing what kingdom am I in? Because you will leave a footprint regardless. That's what I'm trying to get you to know, is that you will leave a footprint regardless. But if you don't know what camp you are in, you might think you're leaving a footprint, but it's actually a footprint that doesn't matter. It holds no weight. It holds no value. It will not stand the test of time because anything that's not of God will surely fade. So it's very important to know where exactly am I? Where have I placed myself? And so the first scripture we're going to read tonight is Deuteronomy 30, verse 19 to 20. Just to explain this concept, it says, This day I call the heavens and earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curses. Now choose life. Remember when I said there's just two very distinct things in this world. There's no, there's no gray area, really. He said, I've placed I call heaven and earth as witness against you that I have set before you life and death. It's one or the other, right? Blessings and curses. It's one or the other. Now choose life. He even gave us the expo. He says, choose life. Right? So that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice and hold fast to him. For the Lord is your life and he will give you many years in the land he swore to give your fathers, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. This was when God was talking to the Israelites. But it's the same thing for us. God presented Jesus to us. It's an option. You could either choose him or you don't. Right? In this for the children of Israel, they had to deal with the law and everything. But when God presented Jesus to us, it was the same thing just as he presented it to the children of Israel. But then he says, choose life. In other words, there's a kingdom that's of the world. There's a kingdom of darkness when there's a kingdom of God. God is asking you to choose him. Choose his camp. Because in his camp, there's life. In his camp, there's many years of blessings and when he says blessings it's not just blessings of you know blessings that get left behind here and rot away there are blessings that are stored up treasures and everything though they encompass physical blessings as well but mostly he's talking about eternity true life 
so when we ask that question what camp are you in it's a question of if you look at your life and you're being honest with yourself are you really in God's camp are you really in the kingdom of God and pastor has spent so much time teaching each and every one of us this and I encourage you to go look on YouTube and just watch the sermon because if you don't solve that first the danger is that you will go all aspects of your life believing something and aspiring towards many things and having goals and having drives and, and be trying to do something whereas you're doing it all outside of God's camp outside of his direction outside of his leading and like we said you're leaving a footprint yes because everyone does but you're not leaving a footprint that will matter right so if we go further in Colossians 1 13 it says the father has delivered and drawn us to himself out of the control of the dominion of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of the son of his love right if this was not important God would not need to do it but it is it is important right God himself delivered us from the kingdom from the control and dominion of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his of the son of his love salvation really is the introduction and acceptance right into the kingdom of light into God's kingdom so when you are offered Jesus or you, you hear a sermon and it's teaching you about God's love and all these things it's an invitation to get out of the kingdom of darkness and to find yourself by accepting Jesus into the kingdom of light because then and only then can you get the full experience of the kingdom the Spirit of God which will start to talk about which will then help you to be able to take every step aright because you could take steps outside of God and many of us probably have many of us know that we have we've taken steps outside God but the truth is at the end of the day did those steps really bring us closer to God's purpose for our lives and if they didn't it would not matter at the end of the day right so leaving a footprint in the kingdom of light right we've talked about leaving a footprint everybody does but in this kingdom that we are the kingdom of God's son what does that mean it can be defined as finding purpose finding the purpose and the plan the king God has for you and bringing it to completion in the time that he has given to you right let's look at it in the life of Peter in 2nd Peter 1 12 to 15 he said something he said therefore I will always remind you these things even though you already know them and are standing firm in the truth you have been taught and it is only right that I should keep on reminding you as long as I live for our Lord Jesus Christ has shown me that I must soon live the earthly life so I will work hard to make sure you always remember these things after I'm gone here's a man who recognizes his purpose 
he's not doing it he's not he's not just ah maybe it's this maybe it's that no 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 he recognized the purpose this is peter the one who jesus said on this rock i will build my church there was purpose he found out his the plan that god had for him right the purpose for which he was created he found it out and even when in this case god told him you're about to leave the earth he ensured that that purpose was still his pursuit because leaving a footprint is doing the plan and purpose that god has for you in the time that he has allotted for you right see the workings of god are unique like his operations on the earth is by his spirit through men it's 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 very strange but we we don't have the time to go into it but like when god works he does it here he's the one that's doing all of the work right he has plans he has the grand plan but every man each and every one of us are part of that plan we are part of that plan in one one way or the other and he's constantly looking for men and women who will yield themselves right give themselves to him give up their own personal goals and achievements accept his invitation into his kingdom and find out why he created them and then partner with him and bring it to fruition on the earth right Ephesians 2 tells, 10 tells us this it says for we are God's masterpiece he has created us anew in Christ Jesus why so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago I told you that salvation was the introduction and into the kingdom right it does many things for us Jesus in Jesus like we see in this scripture we are created anew the old person passed away that that the old goals all of those things they passed away in Jesus Christ we are created anew different but why are we created this way in Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago if we look at the prophet Isaiah in his life in Isaiah 6 7 to 8 verse 7 says the seraph touched my mouth with it and said now this has touched your lips your guilt has departed and your sin is blotted then I heard the voice of the Lord saying whom shall I send and who will go for us and I said here I am send me right this is a person who he lived in the Old Testament but what did happen there his guilt was taken away his sin was departed which is what we experience at the same time in Jesus and then it became a conversation who will go for us right and Isaiah yielded and said I'll go because it's not just everybody we come to God and God saves us but we're saved for a reason we're saved for a purpose everybody has a purpose so if you're going to leave a footprint you must find out what is that purpose that God has for me and agree with him right so that every step you take will actually leave the footprint that he designed if we look at Jeremiah 29 verse 11 it tells us this it says for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you not to harm you 
wants to give you hope and a future and a future something that matters not a plan that's going to leave you hanging behind not a plan that's going to fade away when you pass away he has a plan for you and for me each and every person just the same as unique as your fingerprint is that's how unique you are with God and that's how his plan for you is he has a specific plan for you all right in Psalm 139 from verse 13 verse 13 to 16 it says for you created my innermost being you knit me together in my mother's womb I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made your works are wonderful I know that full well my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place when I was woven together in the depths of the earth your eyes saw my unformed body all the days ordained for me remember when I said that you living a footprint is living life designed by God designed not by chance designed it says all the days ordained for me I want you to know that actually let's finish it it says all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be isn't that interesting somewhere in God's hands and in God's eyes every day you will ever live has been written I don't know about you but that excited me when I found out that every day before I came to the earth every day that I would live was ordained right and that brings up some interesting things because it lets you know that your life is not just by chance your life is not it happened oh yeah it was a mistake I know myself and my sister we joke with my little brother all the time we're like he 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 wasn't planned like no but the truth is he was he was God has a plan for each and every person before you started living your first day your last day was already in God's book and this is why when I say living a footprint is living the life ordained and designed by God that's your best option why because in doing ah let's wait all acts chapter 9 verse 15 it says something right it says this is when um, Paul was had his encounter on the way to Damascus with God and he was still persecuting the Christians let's see something there it says but the Lord said to Ananias go this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel so Apostle Paul had a plan he didn't even know the plan right because he was out here living a footprint you know his footprint in the Bible is somewhere there he was one of the people who was holding the garments for the people who stoned Stephen Paul is a supreme example of when you leave a footprint outside of the camp of God it's worthless 
same Paul holding the garments as they stoned Stephen but this was the unique plan that God had for him from the beginning it says this man is my chosen instrument he didn't choose God God chose him right this is why it's so very important to get ourselves into the right kingdom to get ourselves saved first and then we'll be able to carry out God's plan for us he just told us that he has good plans for us and he also told us that every day we will ever live he knows right so when we accept Jesus when we get saved we are coming into a life where there's a plan and a purpose for you you get saved not just to say oh yeah I'm saved yep. okay saved to do what oh wait oh or just reminded me that the shirt I'm wearing is saying saved to serve yeah that's right saved to serve in the kingdom of God right and the thing is you could live your life do all these things outside of God but it will I'm telling you right now it will not matter right Mark 8 36 tells us it says what will he profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul it's it's as simple as that you could amass all the wealth in the world you could be the richest you could be the smartest you could be the most brilliant person in the world you could be the most beautiful person in the world but I'm telling you right now that in God's eyes if you don't get into his kingdom and into his plan and purpose for you it's practically useless and the world might exalt you they might glorify you they might give you praise you know we call some people celebrities we celebrate them but we'll be shocked the people that God celebrates Proverbs 14 12 tells us it says there's a way that seems right to a man but the end thereof is death I'm telling you you might think oh yes I don't need I don't need this stuff like you're doing well you have a job it's good you know you get paid well you get 401k you know paid time off you have a good house your kids are doing well in school you know all those things life's rosy but if all of that is not under the basis of that you are first in the kingdom of God the end of it is what death and it would be so terrible after all this while to live all of our life and then find out at the end of it that everything you did does not matter in eternity that would be very detrimental so the first thing like I said in living appropriate is to ask yourself this question what camp am I in right and if you if right now you ask yourself that question and you don't know the answer to it then it'll be time to really just go and accept Jesus and there are many resources out there but that's the first thing I can't stress it enough that's the first thing it's not oh write seven plans for your life and all the goals you want to achieve no you can write all of that and you'll be great you know 
My dad used to do this exercise when we were growing up. He asked you to write what you want to be. I did it. <laughs> but the truth is, all of that, if I didn't find God and Jesus and let him start to orchestrate my life, it would not matter. It will not matter. I'm saying it. It will not matter at all. Like not even an ounce. Like you would think they will bring it up in heaven, but they won't even. Right? So that's the first step. Ask yourself the question, what camp are you in? And if the answer is not what you like, it's time to get into the right camp. And the only way in is Jesus. It's not how good you are. It's not whatever you did or anything. And if, you're, if, you're, if you really have been giving yourself in this house, fountain of the living word church, you should know Jesus is your only way in. But let's not stop there. The second question you would ask yourself is, yes, you're saved. But I know I've accepted Jesus, especially for us in the house. But what, I don't know, I don't know. I just, my second question to you is, who and what are you giving your attention to? You're saved, yes. But who and what are you giving your attention to? Right? I'll say the same, man. It says, first thing you have to do is come to the end of yourself and be transformed in your mind, right? By staying in the Word and allowing the Spirit of God to change the way you think. Remember I said there are two kingdoms. Once you get into the kingdom of God, it's almost like you're a brand new baby. Literally, we, we use the phrase, we say we're born again, right? You're born again. You, you were somewhere. Now you've been brought into a new atmosphere. There's a different way things are done here. It's just as simple as that. Like when the Bible says, don't be like the world. It's because you're no longer in the world. So why would you be like them? But here's the difference. You don't, you've been in the world all your life. And then you accepted Jesus. How you, immediately, you can't know everything. Right? But the truth is, when you get saved, there's a call to fellowship right fellowship with God through the spirit that he has given you right but all of that is hanging on the attention you pay to the word right because God will speak to you through his word and he'll speak to you in very different ways there's about seven of them there's that teaching that pastor gave us you can watch it but he's calling you to fellowship and when i say who and what are you giving your attention to it's very important because there's so many of us that we're christians yes say it all the time but we still find ourselves giving a bulk of our attention to things that do not edify us in any way things that do not even belong in the kingdom of god now does that mean you're no longer saved no but you can't deny the fact that the attention and the company you keep will affect your way of thinking, your way of behaving, your way of even interpreting life. Right? If we look at Psalm 1, 1 to 3, it says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in the step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers 
but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruits in season whose leaves do not wither whatever they do prospers that's a secret right there if you want to do any if you want to prosper it's right here the company you keep will matter not saying that we're, we should make ourselves alien to the world and not like because how are we going to touch the world if nobody's going to reach the world but do not become of the world right do not become conformed to the world but let god transform the way you think right and then he will guard you his thoughts and everything about you when he's the one that has changed your mind you can start to walk differently and your mindset will change right different things about you will change the company you keep what you give attention to will help to shape the actions the decisions your way of thinking right so that like we said every step because we said every step leaves a footprint so that every step you take will be a step that is actually based and directed by God's Spirit right if we continue reading for which we're going to talk about is that aspect of the spirit living in the spirit and following the guidance of the spirit because i don't know about you but there's sometimes you might maybe it's that you want to go somewhere but now you're in the kingdom of god and there's something that just says you don't feel easy about it says don't so you don't go nothing happened you don't have anything but you just had peace right living in the spirit being cautious and attentive to the spirit because again we're now in the kingdom of god and the way things work in the kingdom of god is that god already has every day ahead in his book for you every single day and his spirit who knows everything that he knows is in you so if i do the math right god knows everything about my life he put his spirit in me that will only tell me the things that god knows so if i want to live a footprint that matters isn't it in my best interest to just yield to the spirit actually give my focus to him so that he could give me every day as i need every step as i need you know, I was studying this and I found a scripture that says, Be ye perfect, right? As your Father in heaven is perfect, right? I think another transition says, Be ye holy, as your Father in heaven is holy. And I said, God, how can we be perfect? And then he said this, using that example. He said, If I am giving you every step you take and you're following every step, you're perfect. Because perfection is not what we define it. Perfection is that you, that God said you're perfect. As God is perfect, His plan is perfect. So if you do exactly His plan, you write it down. What is like Expo? You go to exam hall, 
imagine you go to the exam hall and your physics teacher the one that taught you everything says he literally writes out all the answers and then gives it to you and says look just here you go but then you put it aside and you're like question one oh to me that's just like what are you doing when it's been given the spirit has been given the spirit that knows every day the spirit that knows every plan the spirit that knows what and where you should be at this time it would be a waste to neglect the spirit of God in us not because like all of a sudden God is not going to have all his plans fulfilled but that you will miss out on the days on the days where you could have you know had a tremendous experience with him you miss out on some days that just simply because you're not paying attention and I'm not saying that everyone else is perfect in this like God is helping us all but the goal must be that we give our attention right to the word and we give our attention to the spirit of God engaging him all the time engaging him all the time start from small things right I say it all the time I, I used to say it in during our, our Friday meetings I, I ask I ask God silly things that don't even look like but it's just to acknowledge him to, to get myself recognizing that look I'm in a different kingdom I have someone who can tell me the perfect way to go the perfect thing to do and now it might not look like you're making anything but guess what if you start you know fellowshipping with God and he tells you you know you should apply to this job it doesn't look like it's part of your plan but you apply to the job anyways you just do your part you obey God you 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 follow his leading right you don't know the end he does so if every step you take is going to leave a footprint take his step right the Bible tells us in 1st Corinthians 12 4 to 11 says there are different kind of spiritual gifts but the same spirit gives them there are different ways of serving but the same Lord is served there are different abilities to perform service but the same God gives ability to all for their particular service the spirit's presence is shown in some way in each person for the good of all the spirit gives one person a message full of wisdom while to another the same spirit gives a message full of knowledge and another one to the same gives faith while another one he gives the power to heal the spirit gives one person the power to work with miracles to another the gift of speaking God's message and yet to another the ability to tell difference between gifts that come from the spirits and those that do not if we look at verse 11 it says but it is one and the same spirit who does all this as he wishes he gives a different gift to each person I want you to go back to that early part of verse 11 it is the one and the same spirit who does all of this it's not me it's not you right that same spirit he puts I think it's in verse um, 
9 Sorry, hold on, it's not verse 9 It says in verse 7 The Spirit's presence is shown in some way In each person Some way it's shown In each person By the Spirit The presence of the Spirit in you one way or the other there will be evidence in some way but it is his spirit that does it it's not us that's why we lean to him because when it's us that does it it's no longer god's plan and when i say us doing it i mean like you thought of this idea this is your idea you're just trying to add scripture to it so that it goes well but when God has the plan and his spirit is walking it through you that is where we all need to be right it says in Ephesians 5 15 to 17 it says so be careful how you live don't live like ignorant people but like wise people make good of every opportunity you have because the days are evil don't be fools then but try to find out what the Lord wants you to do make good use of every opportunity you have how will you do that you're going to do that if you find out what the Lord wants you to do you redeem the time by listening and yielding to the Holy Spirit all the time all the time I say all the time and I'm not saying I'm perfect in this because I'm not but that's God's plan that all the time we yield to him right and I'll tell you that that process every every one of it hangs on faith and your obedience right even to be saved it started out as faith right if you're going to walk this life and believing that you're going to have you're going to know everything and you're going to do it that's already the wrong thinking you're already thinking different from the way the kingdom thinks see because the kingdom says it's faith right so when you accept God by faith right and then you come into the kingdom that process of how you're going to continue relating with God is not going to change his spirit is in you guiding you but this is the step we have to take is to trust the leading and obey because yes the Holy Spirit can tell you stuff he can tell you oh go left and you choose to go right well you just didn't obey but faith right which is our our trust in God the entire time we're supposed to keep ourselves in the world growing in faith growing in the knowledge of God so that when he leads us when he leads us we can obey him right this is all the time everything seems to something we do not understand if it's something that's going on you don't you don't necessarily have to understand it but in giving attention to the word and in giving giving attention and acknowledging the Holy Spirit in us every time we can begin to true faith in God and obedience to him begin to take steps 
that actually matter. Take each step in faith and obedience and know that your step has just left a footprint that matters. It could be as small as the spirit leading you. Give your friend a call this morning just to see how they're doing. You haven't spoken to them in 10 years. Okay. But just do it. And then you do it and then this person tells you about how oh they've been going through a lot of things. In that moment, you've done something that matters in God's kingdom. I mean, you could have gone about your day that morning and not called the person and you go to work and then you got a raise that day at work. Not saying the raise was not great, but what was the leading? The plan of God, right, for you, every day for you, it's there available in fellowship with him and his spirit but you must trust and obey it you must trust and obey it right and i'll say this if if you start to do this you start to live your life as much as you can you're following you're 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 spending time in the word you're you're fellowshipping with the holy spirit you're living a footprint now it might not look like you're living a footprint because maybe nobody calls your name on stage or anything or nobody gives you some grand thing but that doesn't matter that that has never mattered right because it's just god's plan everybody is doing their part if i give you an example of the way God sees in the Bible, if you remember the parable of the talents, he said he gave one five, he gave one two, and he gave one one. The only person he did not say they did a good job to was the person who did nothing. The person who had five got ten. Okay. They did it. The person who had two got four. Just because you had five and the other person had two, they did the maximum with both both people did the maximum with what god had given them and in god's eyes they were perfect the only one that wasn't was the one who chose to do nothing right so when god has saved us and he's doing all these things he's doing it for a purpose so that we could accomplish the plan that he set for us and we know that this plan was even before we were born right but i want you to know that despite the fact that god has a plan for you and all of these things it will cost you right because we can sugarcoat it all and say yeah it's just going to happen but it will cost you i'm telling you right now it will cost you think about the last question what and whose company are you keeping if you find out that all your friends have to go after this sermon do you know that that's i mean you're lonely for a little bit I'm not, that's the reality i mean but it's with that recognition that i'm now i'm i'm aligning myself with god so that everything i do with matter i choose to go by god's leading right when your friends invite you to lunch or dinner right and you're about to step out and god says i think you should spend some time praying with God, I already paid you. But 
in that moment i'm telling you that even though it's costing you because it will let's be honest it will it will i think there's a scripture that says um jesus saying that he did not come to bring peace to this world but to bring a sword between father and mother against brothers and sisters right when he's saying that he's not saying that he didn't come to bring like actual peace because he's the he's the prince of peace right but he's saying that in you choosing him there will be people around you or things that you naturally might want to have to be part of but you can't it will cost you it will cost you time time because finding the purpose of god for your life you're going to need to spend time in his word you're going to need to be spending time in fellowship with him in his spirit he could wake you up in the middle of the night to just pray you're going to need to give time and especially i want to emphasize the area of prayer because wherever god's plan is there's always resistance always always resistance especially for each and every one of us there's always resistance right but we must learn to give time to prayer giving time to prayer and when i mean prayer don't get me wrong on this i don't mean prayer of you know you you go there because sometimes you know people think prayer is only when you you you, you fight physical but we know we're praying to god who's the spirit like it's not that i mean if that's your passion you could be praying with passion that's fine but when i say give time to pray i mean giving time to all kinds of prayers prayers of guidance prayer for sanctification prayers you know you're in a situation prayer is literally you just going to god and talking to him right i'm, I'm sure if many of us give time to prayer before we eat god will ask us to not eat some meals we don't ask we just eat we don't even bless the food we just eat you know sorry but giving time to prayer allows you to find the purpose right allows you and affords you time to be able to get transformed in your mind giving time to the word allows you to get to experience to know the knowledge of god and to experience what he has planned for you right if we look in Daniel 10 from verse 12 to 14, we don't have to read this, but I'll, I'll read it for you. It says, don't be afraid, Daniel, since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to be humble. See, that's the kind of prayer Daniel prayed. He prayed for understanding and to humble himself before God. Your request has been heard in heaven. I have come in answer to your prayer. But for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of persia blocked my way then michael one of the archangels came to help me right we don't need to read the full thing but i told you there's always resistance and i told you there are two kingdoms so daniel prayed for understanding and god answered right but he was resisted and daniel continued praying how many days did he say 21 days i'm not saying that anything is not that that is not a doctrine that you need to pray for 21 days no it's just inconsistent prayer when i mean prayer again i don't mean 
loudness. I mean, praying, communicating with God through His Spirit, through His Word, finding out what's going on here. What do I need to do? And letting Him lead you and guide you out of it, or guide you into it. If we look at the life of Jesus in Mark 1:35, it says, "Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up." left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed this is jesus the son of god in the flesh he took time i told you it would cost you time he said he got up very early in the morning right he left the house he had disciples he had all of those things but i told you sometimes it will cost you even the people around you Right? And he took the time to pray. To pray. What was he praying about? Right? If we look at Matthew 26, 36 to 44, we don't have to read the whole thing. I'll just go over it. It says, Jesus went to, this was when he was the guardian of Gethsemane. And he was about to be crucified. And he went to pray. He took Peter, uh, let me see. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee. Right? It says, and going a little farther, he left them, right? He was going with them. He left them and he went a little further, right? And he fell on his face and prayed, saying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass over me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Jesus knew that he had to die. But I'm telling you that even though you might, God might tell you everything, there's still you still have this flesh you're contending with you have things you're contending with and to actually pull through and to be able to get this ability and this desire to do everything every step like him this is what we must consistently do just like jesus did we must continually pray right he said in verse 41 he says watch and pray Right? When he came back and he found his disciples sleeping. He says, why are you sleeping? He said, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Right? And again, he went and he prayed. Before Jesus went to the cross in that garden, he prayed three times. If we look in Acts 4.1, God has promised them, Right? that he was going to send the spirit right the holy spirit but it didn't happen immediately acts 431 says after they had prayed their meeting place was shaken and they were all filled with the holy spirit and spoke the word of god boldly yes it was god's plan but in prayer they continue to earnestly desire that plan to come to pass we must continually desire to want to see that every step we take is exactly designed and orchestrated by god and the way to do that is you must spend time in fellowship with him constantly praying for this thing to happen right i'm just going to list a few examples for us from the bible just to bring all of this together as we close when i say god has a plan for everyone that's absolutely true right we can look through the bible and we see people that god had plans god's grand plan was in some way 
they were part of it they gave themselves to God and to his leading and he made it come to made that plan of his come to pass Abraham is one of those with Abraham God God said he was the father of faith the father of many generations through him right he aligned himself with God gave himself to God to be used by God even even to the example of killing his son Isaac and God called him he said he was righteous he left a grand footprint if anybody ever left a footprint in the Bible right if we look at Moses what was God's plan to deliver the children of Israel who was the man Moses but at every step he had to continue following God he had to listen to his direction and guess what the day he stopped doing what God said he struck the rock we know what happened after that look at Mary the mother of Jesus what was God's plan there to bring Jesus into the world so when I'm saying that God has a plan and you one way or the other you're in there in that plan you might not know it the way it is supposed to be but if you follow God if you follow his leading and his direction you will realize that the steps you took left a footprint that left footprints that matter right Jesus what was God's plan there salvation for you and I right we know Jesus was a man right and through him through his aligning himself with God's plan and consistently doing all the things we highlighted he was able to bring all these plans to fruition we have other people David through David the line the royal line of Jesus was established there's so many different things examples in the Bible but today I'm asking you if you want to live a footprint I want you to know these few things just a recap of what we're done you must be in the right kingdom which means if right now you're seated here or you're watching if you've not accepted Jesus you need to do that that's step one right step two is that you must decide who and what you're giving your attention to and let me give you an expo right now give your attention to the Holy Spirit and to the Word of God give your attention to the Holy Spirit and to the Word of God the third thing is realize that it is only faith and obedience that will make any of these things happen faith and obedience faith and obedience because there's many people who have taken that step they've trusted God but they don't give attention to the word or to the Holy Spirit and there's some who give attention but they don't do what the word says become a doer of that word lastly remember that it will cost you don't deceive yourself it will cost you and be prepared to pray that price pay the price in prayer pray the time 
pay the price in spending time with God. And the last thing I was going to say is guard your heart. Guard your heart above all. Amen. I hope this blesses each and every one of you. Amen.